welcome to season two of Step Monster. I'm Bailey and this is Elise. We're two friends who found each other by chance and haven't looked back since. In this podcast, we talk about the highs and lows of what it's like to truly be a stepmom. Grab a drink and join us for this wild ride. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are coming at you with another mini-sode today. So as you have heard previously, so mini-sodes are your stories that you submit to us via email, stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com, or the ones that you send to us at uh, our Instagram handle, stepmonsterpodcast on Instagram and on Facebook. So these are really your situation that you really need help with and usually take a little bit more time to explain and go through. So we do our best to get through your story and give our point advice. So for today's mini-sode, I'm actually going to kick it over to Elise, and she is going to take us through mini-sode game over. Okay, so this is a bit of a long one, but I'm going to try to abbreviate where I can. So to the person that wrote into to us about this, um, just know that I'm just, uh, I'm not skipping over important details. I'm just trying to get through it kind of as quick as possible. So thank you for writing in. I just came across your podcast and can't stop listening to it. Thank you, ladies, for sharing your experiences. I wanted to share my story with complete transparency. I usually filter depending on who I'm talking to, but there's definitely so much that I keep to myself. I think in fear of being judged or to avoid receiving advice from someone who I just know doesn't truly understand the situation. I feel like I just need to get it all out for the sake of my own sanity. So this is my story. Girlfriend, even with the first paragraph, I feel you. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So she says, I grew up in Southern California and moved up North about five years ago, December 28th to be exact. The only people I knew were my best friend, her husband, his twin brother, and his wife. It was a complete fresh start for me. I had no car and just enough money to pay for about three or four months of rent for the room I was staying at in their house. I started applying for jobs that were nearby, but no one was hiring me. And I only had clerical experience. My roommate suggested I check out one of the strip clubs. I could waitress or do the front door. I grew up in a very traditional Hispanic household and was super sheltered. So I was really fascinated with the idea. Mind you, I had never stepped in a strip club, but I started thinking, well, no one knows me up here. It seemed like easy money. I'm still in my 20s, so F it. Why not? I decided to walk into one and guess what? I got a job as a waitress. June 2018, about three months in, I was promoted to manager in training and worked on day shifts. I had learned that there are regulars, but these regulars are like 99.9% of the time creeps, old guys, or just big time losers. So it was very rare to see a normal cute guy walk in that day. But late June, a tall, handsome guy walked in during my shift. And if you're wondering, yes, this guy is now my husband, Mr. M, we will call him. He sat at the furthest table from the stage, didn't buy any dances, but would walk up and tip the girls at at the end of their stage time. I was so intrigued by him. Like, what was he doing here? He's either an asshole in disguise or escaping from chaotic life. I learned that he was married and was going through a divorce, which at first I thought was BS because it's a common story you hear at the strip club. However, we started a friendship. He would swing by on Fridays and tell me how everything was going. He would show me screenshots, videos um, that were proof that he was actually going through a divorce. I told him from the get-go that I was not interested in getting involved in his drama. I didn't want any pinning on me about the divorce. I wasn't interested in anything other than a friendship, and he understood. 
We hung out a couple times and clicked. And as a matter of fact, I fell head over heels for him. So in September of that year, his ex-wife moved out of their house with his, with her daughters. Okay. So one was his stepdaughter and one was his bio daughter. Once that happened, I think we both knew where we wanted to take our relationship. Uh, This whole time we had only been texting, no social media. We weren't following each other on Instagram, all that good stuff. But uh, I thought it would be okay because there was no way that she would know we were messaging. So I decided to message him one day. I was so wrong and that's when my nightmare started. Okay, initial thoughts, Bailey? Uh, initial thoughts are this was probably way too early on in the end of that relationship to be starting a new one. Like, I mean, you're, you're talking, there's, there's already some overlap and like, albeit I fully recognize that oftentimes when you're leading up to a divorce, the relationship has been done for a long time. However, if she's just moving out, that's like super, super fresh and I'm... I'm nervous for the rest of the story. So before I read on, I'm getting weird vibes. The fact that he was at a strip club in the middle of the day and going through a divorce. Oh, that's actually an interesting point. I didn't think about that. So at a strip club, going through a divorce, probably not all that uncommon, but this is going to sound judgy of me. I, but I was going to say, I do feel a little bit judgy about the people that go to strip clubs during the day in general, because I'm like, Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Okay. We digress. She was logged into all of his social media accounts and saw the post I had forwarded to him. Okay. Another thing, dude, if you are going through a divorce, change your passwords on your social media, like everything password change. Yeah. I am vehemently against like social media monitoring between spouses anyways. I just, I think it's inappropriate. And I think if you have trust in your relationship, then you shouldn't need to monitor your spouse's social media. I feel the same way about those people that have like the joint Facebook accounts where it's like, Elise and Bailey, step monster. I'm, I can't, I'm not into it. I just feel like that is a red fucking flag for a lack of trust in a relationship. And you're looking at me right now and it's making me feel like you at one point had a joint Facebook account. Please tell me this is not true. <laughs> no, but you're friends with me on Facebook. Don't you see my husband like comment on stuff? Have you ever seen? And he'll put his initials. I didn't even think he had a Facebook. He, okay. Well, oh wait, no, he uses yours. Yes, okay. That's, I didn't like, know that. It's my yes. name. But then he will log into it because he like has added some friends from high school and like just mm-hmm. he doesn't want his own page, which at this point, because like, he wants to be like private. Uh, I don't know. He you only has private LinkedIn. with your you can be private with your own your own page. Anyways, this is yeah, not what this is about. OK, sorry, we're getting off topic. <laughs> sorry, right. tangent. OK, so she was logged into all of his social media accounts and saw the post that she had forwarded him to his direct message. Out of all the things that it could have been, it was a post of a pole dancer. And my message said something along the lines of, I'm going to learn this. I wasn't a stripper, but I had learned some fun tricks and had even bought a pole so I can learn more at home. She didn't know this, nor was I going to explain myself, but she... Sorry. I put on do not disturb and Siri must have been listening to me. Um, Okay, so... I wasn't a stripper, but I had learned some fun tricks and had even bought a pole so I can learn more at home. She didn't know this, nor was I going to explain myself, but she did DM me. She called me every insult in the book and blamed me for their failed marriage. She even went as far as taking a screenshot of my profile and posting it on her Facebook with a caption that said something like, 
this is the whore that ruined my marriage. Go message her and tell her how fucked up she is. And she updated her Instagram bio to, my husband left me for a stripper. We found out about this from Mr. M's friends and family who were still following her. I was so furious. This woman doesn't know shit about me. I'm a kind, smart, and hardworking gal and had nothing to do with her divorce. I understood her perspective, but she was wrong. I knew this woman was trouble when I realized both daughters followed her on social media. She gave no Fs and put it all out there for them to see. Eek. I can't speak for her, but I think she could accept the fact that maybe it was her fault and this was the perfect situation to make herself the victim. That same night, I told him that we should put our relationship on hold until the divorce was finalized. He's nine years older than I am and had his shit together minus the unpredictable ex and told me, no, I need to know that you're hundred percent in or not. I don't have time for this BS. I knew he was the one. So I sucked it up and said, okay, let's do this. Okay. Pause. Anytime. Okay. So their divorce isn't final. Here's just my thoughts. And I want to get this out before we move on. Anytime you're dating someone and they're going through a divorce and they don't give you the respect to take a step back. I'm thinking it's because he's like, okay, found this girl. And if she's not going to stay with me and be a hundred percent in then I'm not getting divorced from this other woman. Yeah, I would agree with you. It sounds like he at that point was like one foot in one foot out, which is way, way red flaggy. Yeah. I'm getting some like huge red flag vibes on this. Honestly, I couldn't help but wonder if maybe I was the reason for their divorce. Late October, I met his mom and realized it was definitely not my fault. She told me she and her whole family knew there was something off about the ex. She had always been cold, manipulative, and neglectful towards her daughters and everyone else. I heard so many stories about her that I was just mad. It was just mind-blowing that Mr. M stayed. Anyway, the ex-wife was not letting him see his daughter. The stepdaughter was older and had sided with her and was refusing to see him also. Uh, BM was posting so much effed up shit online. She even got game over tattooed on her knuckles. Oh, gross. Seriously? What kind of human does that? If you have game over tattooed on your knuckles and you're listening, I apologize. But who does that? No, don't do that. Yeah, that's like next level. Um, Sorry, but that's just wild to me. Yeah, we agree. They went to court and he obtained 50-50 custody of his daughter. I met her sometime in November. He just introduced me as his friend. She was a very shy eight-year-old, very closed off. I could only imagine the things that she had heard about me and about us. Thankfully, she and I got along. I used to work with kids back in SoCal, so I, I was very comfortable with children. We painted and danced. We baked. She never really talked but would participate. Mr. M asked her what she thought about him asking me to be his girlfriend. I don't remember the response, but I do know what she asked him to do it on. Oh, she asked him to do on the day that she was over. So on Christmas Eve, it was official and it was the best feeling in the world to have her be with okay, okay with it and be a part of it. I thought, oh my God, this might be a smooth transition. Anyway, she said, you know, she was wrong. She posted a picture of the daughter and the bio mom got really upset. Um, She tried to talk to the bio mom and explain how she ended up at the strip club and even told her something like, I'm kind to your daughter. And this was all in a private message and that, you know, she feels happy and comfortable when she's with us. And shouldn't that make you feel good? Of course not. She'd already twisted the story and me being a nice person didn't fit her narrative. She responded back with a long message. I maybe read the first sentence and then just decided to stop, delete and block her. It wasn't worth it Um, that, you know basically to sum up what she's saying is she wasn't going to understand and it just wasn't worth the energy. Then she sends some bullet points of 
some weird things that mom did. And I'm just going to read a few of these because there's um, a handful. So BM had a, so mom had a threesome with the neighbor's friends. The stepdaughter saw mom kiss the neighbor's husband and then saw all three of them walk into the house. The neighbor's husband called Mr. M to apologize for sleeping with his ex-wife, but never did he apologize for my stepdaughter seeing them. But she had no, witnessed this because no. she, told, she told Mr. M how messed up it was. Okay. Oh, gross. Um, I can't. I what? don't want to pass judgment, but this is bad. Who is this chick game over tattooed on her knuckles? Like, what part of the country are we in here? I need feel like I need to contextualize all of this because in my mind, we're in like BFE Alabama. If you're listening from Alabama, we still love you. But like, where where does this stuff happen? Maybe it happens everywhere and we just don't know. Well, here's the thing. I get it if you're a single mom and you want to like let loose and whatever that may look like, but not around your kids. No, dude. The kids should not even be in a position where they should be a part of that. No. Ugh. Um, BM was signed into the Ring app and was constantly watching the cameras. Again, change your passwords. We learned about this when she decided to edit a video of Mr. M's mom and post it on her Facebook. It was out of context and made his mom look bad. And his mom ended up suing her for this. Okay. I don't even really know. Like, I'm looking at these bullet points here and I don't even really know if you need to read the rest of them. The bottom line here is this BM is batshit crazy <laughs> like the like there's like stuff in here about a restraining order calling the police the game over tattoo honestly it was like hashtag game over for me <laughs> like what kind of what kind of person are you dealing with here and i also have to ask like why i mean i guess you don't really know it gets this crazy until like, you're already into it but like i don't really know if that's a relationship that i would stick around for i gotta be honest okay well let me just read the last paragraph so i'm gonna skip through okay. some of the other stuff just right. about how it's been chaotic and super hard for the stepdaughter um she feels like she needs to stick around to support her she's like for the longest time i'd hide in my closet and cry for hours and ask god why me what the f did i do i felt defeated and unsure that i could do this but my stepdaughter needs me and I need her. And I promised myself early on that I would try to be everything her mother was not just to show her a different way of life, um, you know, so on and so forth. So she's like, I'm sorry for the long email. I just kind of kept typing, girl, I get it. Sometimes it's ther therapeutic. Like, that's totally fine. Um, I want to thank you again for sharing your experiences. Here's my question for you guys. I want to have a close relationship with my stepdaughter so badly, especially because we actually do get along. It's just a weird dynamic, but I'm grateful for it. Anyway, I can't seem to get her to open up to me. Is there anything that I could do to help her? I think with this one, you just have to understand that this is going to take time. This kid clearly has been through a lot and has seen way more than any child at her age should have seen. Way more toxic behavior, way more crazy shit. So I think number one, give it time, be patient. But number two, it might not be a bad idea to explore some therapy for you as a family, or at least for the daughter, if you haven't already, because some of that, that like closed, closed up feeling is probably because she's terrified to share anything that might rock the boat because the situation has been so tumultuous up until this point anyways. So that would be my advice is get some folks in therapy, yourself included, try to heal some of this past trauma here. 
and try to just create a safe space in your house for everyone to feel like they can open up a little bit more and don't pressure her. She will open up to you when she's ready. And the more you just like build that trust and build build yourself up as a safe space for her to be vulnerable, I think that is probably the best route to go. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I completely agree with that. I think also dad needs to really step in here and protect her. Not in a way that that shines a negative spotlight on mom, but in a way that he says, I want you to feel safe here. And anything that she may talk about once she does open up, not trying to justify it, but ask, you know, understanding it from her perspective and asking her, like, what can I do to help? And letting her yeah. guide the conversation. Agreed. And I also think, I mean, there's this fine line between, because she mentions in here too, like I've never bashed her mom. And I agree with that. My husband and I early on had an agreement, like we will never say anything bad about their mom. It just puts them in a weird space. But where I'm conflicted here is I also don't think you should condone this type of behavior. Like you, you cannot normalize this because this stuff is not normal. It's not normal for their mom to be acting like this and to be posting hateful things and to creep on people's video home. Like this is not normal. So the last thing you want to do is try to like sweep it under the rug and not talk about it. So that's why I feel like therapy, 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 like get, get a therapist to help you work through, like, how can I support my stepdaughter and have these really good, safe conversations with her, not bash her mom, but at the same time, help her understand that the way her mom is acting right now is not normal and not acceptable in general society. Like, I, I wouldn't even know how to answer that. I, I need, would need professional help. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just some instances where as much as you want to avoid it, you have to take legal, like there's legal ramifications for some of this stuff, right? And that's so yeah. invasive and intrusive for her to be posting videos that she's pulling from your ring camera. I just, I, I think you would at that point have to probably involve your attorney. Yeah, I agree. We have an upcoming episode with someone who is an expert on the topic of parental alienation. And I think that might be a good chance to dig into some of these, like, what do you do if this type of stuff is happening? What are your rights? What's the best thing to do? How do you handle this? So I will look forward to that conversation. And in the meantime, Mrs. M, we are so sorry for what you're going through, girl. We we are here for you. Yeah. And feel free to send us another email if you need more advice or anything comes up, we're happy to respond. Or um, you, if you're ever interested in a coaching session, it might warrant it with the tumultuous situation you got over there but girl we've been there not exactly there but kudos to you for sticking through it and sounds like you're a really strong stepmom and she's lucky to have you agreed and if you are listening and you want to submit your own minisode you can email us stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us an instagram dm and even if you don't want it to be a minisode if you just want to share your story and you want to get it out in writing or ask for advice, book a coaching session, any way that we can be here for you, we are more than happy to be. So thank you for listening and thank you for being vulnerable and submitting your story. Bye. Bye.